Hey guys, it's Matt here. Thanks for checking out the analysis. Me and Bob got a nice little chop for you, a hot pod. Um, don't forget to like and subscribe if you enjoy what you're hearing, and uh, enjoy the pod. We have a job to do. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, I'm done. Test. Test. All right, let's get after it. We're Matt and Bob. We're here to pod. You're, of course, listening to the Analysis. Big show today. I'm joined by Bob Panalone. Say hi to the people, Bob. Matt Hayes. It's good to hear a nice analysis falsetto intro. I haven't heard it in a while. I know, yet. yeah. Haven't heard it in a while. Well, we, we, we finally come out of the uh, dead zone that is this summer movie um, season. Um, they, uh, the summers get worse and worse, Hayes. And maybe yeah. we're just being cynical turds, but no, there, there's literally nothing to talk about. Uh, and well, that's the thing about like the Netflix streaming culture, right? It's like you can't really talk about anything because you don't really know where people whoa, 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 are whoa, 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 in the. Sh- I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I'm only at episode three of Mindhunter season two. Yeah, some people are binging. You know, it's it's I'm it's so- hard to have a conversation. Yep, which is why people come to us, right? Yeah, for the exactly. conversation. Or they don't. <laughs> but w- 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 when we can be bothered to give it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, we, we are, we're coming into uh, Oscar season. We got we finally got some things worth talking about. Uh, I mean, you saw Ad Astra, Brad Pitt's latest endeavor. Uh, guys really winning uh, 2019. Um, yeah. just, just kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, and then the big news, we got the season, South Park season premiere tomorrow night. Hot and uh, dangerous. Yeah, already been some uh, some tasty little tidbits mm. up on the Instagram, some clips of the episode. Yeah, uh, beyond beyond the first episode, I mean, we obviously don't know what the season will entail, but nevertheless, exciting to get back under that. We'll have uh, episode reviews, of course. Yeah, late September and October and November. This is kind of our Super Bowl where we yeah. get after it. This is a lot of the stuff that really piques our interest whether it be south park's our favorite show that we always do episode by episode recaps of oscar season we obviously get into that a bunch and this this whole slate coming up really feels more like our wheelhouse instead of the summer so you really took the summer to what'd you do you climbed al capitan did you free solo like what you been in yellowstone yeah, I was free sewing. No, uh, no, I uh, I went to Yellowstone. I did some uh, backpacking hikes. You know, just checked out another national park. Uh, it's more of a wild wildlife sort of a thing, and just a wild expanse. Okay. Uh, did a decent twenty mile hike. Nothing crazy, but uh, yeah, it was fun, man. Um, but yeah, there a, yeah there... wasn't there a Reese Witherspoon movie about that similar thing? Didn't where she? Yeah, the she wild. A, she yeah, the wild. Uh, she, 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 she hikes the. And she <laughs> hikes a trail. Yeah, we, we we have both those things in common. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, Thanks for yesing uh, me there. She hiked the ACT uh, or PCT, I mean. So you you go the from ACT Mexico is up that to test Portland. that we failed to get to yeah. CMU. Well, I got a thirty. Oh, um, uh, anyway, um, so and and then also, yeah, the Netflix, the Mind Explained was kind of cool. Um, I touched on that for a minute. Yeah. But let's get but, into uh, uh, Ass Adstra. Ass Adstra, yeah. <laughs> ass Adstra with sad Brad Astra. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw it in the Cinerama Dome where it had the premiere. 
Uh, it wasn't in 70 millimeter or any, but it's, you know, a natural, natural large format theater. Um, uh, I, I found this movie like really fascinating, man. I, I'm almost, I, I kind of need to go back and see it again. I'm not sure if it's a masterpiece. I, I, I'm not sure if I just kind of admire it instead of really adore it like I did with Once Upon a Time or uh, I'm, I'm kind of back and forth on it. What were your reactions? I'm an admirer. You could call me a yeah. secret admirer on it. Uh, obviously a very beautifully shot movie. I think it's really more of a performance showcase to me than something that is incredibly plot driven or something that is blowing my mind in terms of concept. I don't know if you went back and listened to the Amy Adams podcast, but what what they were doing with, um, uh, what the hell was it called? Uh, Arrival. Arrival. What they were doing with Arrival that in terms of a sci-fi concept, I was way more into that than what they're playing with here in terms of theme. But I thought beautifully shot Brad Pitt really is captivating. And, and I loved his character arc in this. And overall, I thought it was a, a pretty good hang, a slow burn. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. A long two hours. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, really I, felt I felt like arrival- we were going to Neptune there. Yeah. 80 days, 80 days in the theater. Um, I'm amazed it wasn't longer, and I'm, I'm sure that's probably uh, what they had to cut back on. Um, it, it felt like three movies, like, a, a, like a, doesn't it feel like it, like it starts with a gravity scene? Yes. It feels like you're watching gravity. He's like tumbling, and ju- through, the, tumbling through space. Yeah, or, yeah uh, um, s- repairing an antenna, and then you get bounced off of it. Yeah, it's oh, almost oh, the exact debris, same debris, thing. debris, debris. I'm like, shit, I've seen this movie before. Yeah, and uh, it, it looked cool. It looked awesome. Uh, you know, I, it's definitely meant for, like, IMAX viewing, but I think I, I'd rather see Gravity. I just love the sound design in Gravity was better because, you know, you can't hear the explosions, although in that scenario, the antenna is still in in Earth's atmosphere and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But uh, so we start off with this Gravity scene, and then we jump into, like, a Blade Runner narrative where we see, like, the near future. There's Applebee's on the moon. Uh, Atla- uh, Virgin Atlantic is flying people to the moon. Yeah, I almost got a feel of a total recall. Yeah, the guys yeah, like Total Recall, Blade Runner, two thousand one Space Odyssey. Definitely I mean, some two thousand one influences, especially once he starts to leave Mars, and because I felt I felt almost a Total Recall on Mars, but then once he leaves Mars and heads out towards Neptune, and he's he's isolated in that spaceship by himself, yeah. and all the red light and everything, all that all those shots very much gave me. Uh, he was like, oh, he's ripping off two thousand one here, the director. Yeah, the uh, yeah James Gray, the guy that did uh, the Lost City of Zed, um, and uh, We Own the Night with Joaquin, and Two Lovers with Joaquin, um, decent movies. I, I've kind of liked his movies, but I I wouldn't have thought this guy is due for a masterpiece. Um, I don't know, but I, I well, because in two thousand one, you also get like that Moon Space Station, yeah, uh, where he's kind of waylaid for a minute. But that's the part I liked the most. I liked. I like that there was a Hudson News on the moon. and I mean, because, you know, Lance Bass recently traveled commercially to the moon, right? Yeah. It's like we're, we're not far off from that. And that was interesting. Like, oh, here's your wet towel. I don't think That'll he be traveled to the moon, but he traveled to space. Right, right. Yeah, he went up in space. That's what I meant. Yeah. But, but we're not far off. I think, you know, Richard Branston is trying to start like a virgin galactic, right? Yeah. I think that that's mm-hmm. his thing. Or, you know, if you want to go the cheap way, you just go to Epcot and they've got some shit in there that you can, you know, get, <laughs> get a simulation, right? 
or uh, or a hot towel and some smelling salts will get you there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to bring a towel. Sorry, Don't I'm already I'm already on South Park. Sorry. Hey, Stop blowing your load, yeah. Bob. Jeez. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Also, just kind of this. Um, dissension into madness uh i have also heard someone say uh, apocalypse now oh yeah i mean tommy lee jones colonel kurtz yeah uh, at, at the end of the solar system yeah so you're almost getting a little bit of that as well and that's one thing i liked about the storytelling in this and, and it's really a, a, a linear story and it's it's, it's pretty simple in that and, and really a lot of the engaging parts of this movie are just in the the character arc and the nuance of Brad Pitt and honestly mm-hmm. just his, his straight on screen charisma. But I, I do like that you kind of see, you can almost track cliffs, his father's dissension into madness because you're going through all the steps that he took to get out to Neptune through Brad. Right. Pitt. So you're like, Oh, I can see why someone would lose their mind and basically become so isolated and, and, and basically now only look at that as home and a, a trip back to earth as, as I've got to, I've got to release myself and I'd rather die than go back there. Cause this is now all I know. Yeah. The, I mean, this, I, I went all the way out here. I got to find something, uh, you know, it's the last frontier, right? There's nothing lo- lo- There's nothing left to explore or discover. And, and by all accounts, it, there must be intelligent life the the universe is so infinitely vast that the just pure numbers it's like there has to be something yeah. and, and 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 he he finds that there isn't anything which is kind of interesting and well and that's really I mean, the the theme of the movie is that and Brad Pitt says it in his speech is saying proving that there's no alien life is as important as finding new life all over a new planet because it shows that we're all we've got yeah, now maybe people will like. Uh, well, it's kind of like an arrival, right? Where it brings the world together. Yes. Um, I I wonder if it have the same effect. It's like, well, shit, this is all there is. I I don't know if it will have that same impact as needing to come together to um, fight off an alien invasion per se. I, yeah, this I movie there's... wasn't really playing with with internal fighting or or war on Earth or anything like that. Like the, it was an arrival. Yeah. There was, you know, this very much was just kind of. Humanity, well, humanity is the message in that you know we're get we're, we gotta it, it really strengthens the bond of humanity and that there's no little green alien that's going to come and and give us peace or reconcile anything but we gotta kind of rely on the strength of humanity. Yeah, the strength of the moon pirates. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what? The, there, yeah, you're right. There is the moon pilot war, so maybe maybe here, maybe they want us to resolve that that internal. Yeah. Battle. Here's the problem I had with that. So so he's he's linked up with this crack team who's going to escort him across the moon who are then blindsided and complete completely unprepared for what they assumed would what happen. would happen. Yeah, like oh yeah, it's a dark side of the moon, you know, it's uh, pirate territory. They're you know they're mining for minerals. Yeah, uh, and then you, these, these. Oh what? What is that? What is well, that? Oh Who's my god! Ah, <laughs> what should we do? Should we shoot back at them? No! Ah. No! No, we're dead. <laughs> no, we're uh, we're dead. <laughs> uh, dead. You got crusty. Here, honey, Donald quick, take Sutherland. a photo. Yeah. Yeah, Donald Sutherland. I mean, I don't know what. He didn't seem to be much use whatsoever. No, there was a lot of random celebrities playing random parts. Like the wife. Like, Liv, do we need Liv Tyler out there? Yeah. How cold? I mean, like, has she done anything since Armageddon? Uh, uh, I mean, to, ha- to have her play the... 
But yeah, yeah, just to have her back as the thankless role of the sad wife. Uh, uh, meanwhile, you know, she's she's um, you know bemoaning the loss of the entire ca- like um, what space cowboys. Yeah, um, <laughs> Tommy just... Lee Jones and Donaldson. <laughs> Yeah, there's yeah, there's and then there's a third guy from Space Cowboys. He's the the hapless captain. Oh god. The guy's been in like four things, three of them are about space. About old men in space. Yeah. Um that was I mean and then and then at the end where he like nukes himself from Neptune to Earth and they crack up the canister. I I I thought we see a a big hug from Liv Tyler and cue the don't want to miss a thing yeah. track. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people that just really love being in movies about space. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I feel it was so many influences kind of packed into a, into one that I don't. It wasn't as the sum of its parts didn't add up. I guess for me. So so you're not as into it because I thought you were. I, I thought you were going to be gung ho about it. I uh, I I don't know. I I did like it. I want to see it again. The visuals and the score are stunning. Yes. Um. I just. It's really a Brad movie about great. visuals. And yeah, Brad. The the moment I really liked the, the the work that he was doing. Uh, it, it's it, his character is really interesting, but I love the work he was doing in his monologue to his dad when he goes off script. That was the best part of the movie to me. Oh yeah, yeah, and he's like crying on the mic, and he's like, "Did did he send a response?" I you don't see Brad Pitt emote a lot like that. You really no, don't. no. You, he's normally that cool, um, nonchalant kind of guy. Hey, but, hey, yeah. But I I just thought it was a bit like spoon fed, like. Okay, we get it. Yeah, he has abandonment issues. His dad, blah blah blah, and he he's exhibiting the same, you know, thing. And then and then the voiceover, it, it felt like you know that that uh, studio cut of uh, Blade Runner where they kind of made him put that voiceover in, and Harrison Ford hated it. It was like this half-assed voiceover that kind of overly explained the plot. Um, I I, I like the issue I like that. the insight because the the voiceover is. Correct me if I'm wrong, but those are supposed to be clips from his mental assessments, right? Um, I would assume so. I mean, that makes sense. It, it seems like he wasn't going on and on in those assessments, though, until the end. So I don't. I I just assume that they were supposed to be overshots of him reflecting on that moment in those yeah in those pulse checks, which was I thought that was a really good device to set him up as a character that he's this prodigy type like he's his pulse is almost supernaturally never higher than 80 and in, in any sort of even mm-hmm. dude falling to your death potentially from a, a spacecraft to the ground in earth and it's just like yeah your pulse never rose over 80 and and so it was yeah. like that, that, that sets you up because then when he starts to get unnerved towards the end and they make him keep going back and back to that uh that room that what, what's the room that he has to go to the yeah, the like the you calming out. Yeah, room. the calming room or whatever. And so it's like, oh, okay. Like I can see this guy's this guy is starting to change. Like this this trip is starting to affect him. And then he's so kind of Brad Pitt, like steely calmness. Uh, you know, almost kind of like flatlined, sleepy, like sleepy Ryan Gosling. You know, like Ryan yeah. Gosling gets super sleepy. Uh-huh. And then, you know, so then to kind of like watch him go off script and then to watch him get unnerved is like, okay, I'm seeing like the development here. I'm seeing this like push yeah. the story forward. So I did like that device of just him having to always check his pulse. I thought that that was a nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was cool too. I, um, th- there was just moments where I thought like, you know, like when we had the space pirates, th- didn't you think that that would 
create a whole nother turn and instead of like them just making it out. Yeah, they're like, oh, like, well. I, I thought he'd be captured and then that, then we go into that sort of story arc where there's like these side quests that like, I, th- I, th- I thought it would be harder, harder for him to get to the destination um, like more kind of side quests, or, or I, I guess I was just expecting it to go that way. Cause I enjoy, I enjoyed the near future stuff and the the Hudson News on Moon and uh, just the the plausibility of yeah, it was such a small part. There. That was just about yeah. as long as as the baboon attack. Yeah, yeah. But what do you think about that? Baboons in space. Yeah, the 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 research monkey that that took over the ship. Right. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was I mean, uh, pretty gnarly. Yeah, I mean, when you just see the body kind of convert, convulsing, yeah. you're like, oh my god, what the fuck? And, and you you assume, was it like a, some face hugger on him? Yeah, I, mean, I thought it was going to be like, I was like, well, is this going to really go full aliens on this? And then yeah, it was a it, baboon. It felt, it felt very alien. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's kind of like a collage of all these sci-fi movies that were better, frankly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, well, I don't know. That's weird, because it sounded like you were going the, the, the masterpiece route, and, and now kind of through discussion, it feels like you're you're starting to turn on it a little bit. I I'm I'm turning on certain little uh, minor annoyances I have, and it, it was a little overly sappy. And, and the thing about the final third that kind of bothered me, it felt a little Terrence Malicky, and I definitely don't Is enjoy that. Just those because movies. it's a movie about daddy issues that takes a really long time, a lot like Tree of Life. Yeah, I mean okay. you could say that. Yeah, <laughs> but it, and it, it has Brad Pitt in it, so yeah. Um, but for the most part, I liked it. I I mean. Definitely the first half, uh, but then when we get to Tommy Lee Jones, and it just feels it's like it's taking itself too seriously, um, which is which is kind of what uh, Lost City of Zed had a problem okay. with as well. I mean, the one piece that I really didn't align to was him trying to rekindle a relationship with his wife. I just didn't think that we had earned. I, like I didn't give a shit about that piece, and I know it was yeah. it was important to his character. It's showing this development. He like, walks from his wife for this sense of duty, and now he realizes it's all we have. All we have is humanity, and so like fuck this quest for finding other life. I'm gonna I'm gonna reinvest in in myself and in my connection to humanity. So mm-hmm. I can see the reason behind it. It's just I could give a shit about Liv Tyler or you with Liv Tyler, like. Who even cares? I would have rather almost yeah. seen him go to a space bar and be like, "All right, I'm gonna meet this future, you know, Miss <laughs> McBride." Hey, I just discovered all these uh, new planets. What do you think about that? Oh, I, I killed three people yeah. on the way, but I'm totally, totally exonerated for that. Nobody really. <laughs> yeah. uh, but three innocent people dead. Um, so, how do you think this affects Brad Pitt in terms of his inevitable Oscar race for supporting actor in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Do you think this could kind of launch him into getting uh, respected for the year? People are going to look at both of these and be like, yeah. man, this guy killed this year. We're going to give he him... Cru- yeah, he crushed two films. I think he wins Best Supporting. I, I think the, 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 the back-to-back press junkets, I know he said he, he doesn't want to campaign for Oscars, which, I'm um, you know, great. Um, but I think having to do these press tours, it just he's you know he's been in people's minds most of since the summer, and then with this movie he'll he'll get a few more months out of it, and uh, I I think he'll be fresh on people's minds when they come to vote, and I, I think he'll he'll take it down. I um I watched his last nominated film last night actually. Uh, I've been getting into a little Brad kick. I watched Moneyball. Oh, Moneyball's um, so good. It was a blast. Yeah. Uh, do you remember who he lost to that year? 
Uh, what can you give me the year and then I can I could probably get around to it. Uh, what was it 2000 and uh, yeah, pull it up right here. Okay. But uh, what any uh, while I look this up, any favorite performances of Brad Pitt you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, do a little a nice little uh, improv case four. I uh, 2011. 2011. Did he lose to? Was that the year that he lost to Sean Penn? That was uh, that was in twenty twenty. That was probably two thousand eight. Uh, Sean Penn won for Milk. Uh, I'm guessing that was like two thousand seven or two thousand eight. Uh, who else did he lose to? Oh, and he uh, oh he was up for Benjamin Button the year he oh, lost. Oh, that to was Milk. that year. Yeah, you're right. Uh, no, no, you're close. Um, I don't know who. Uh, it was uh, I forget his name even, but the artist, uh, Jean Desjardins. Yeah. Oh. Which at the time I didn't really have a problem with, but looking back on it, who cares about the artist? Uh, and they they the miss mo- money- so much. Yeah. Moneyball is so much better. Yeah. Uh. Okay. All right. Yes. Yeah. Moneyball was way better. Yeah. Well, uh, we are you gonna do a case four on Brad Pitt anytime uh, soon? I maybe jump we'll on let it. we'll let the heat die down a little bit, but maybe after the Oscars, uh, yeah. if you want to jump on, we we'll do a little case four there, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, overall, this movie, uh, maybe some tech, some tech stuff for, uh, nominations. I think that might be about it. I don't, I don't really see anything for writing or directing necessarily. He, he borrows so much that I wouldn't, Yeah. I don't, I don't think that he really should get a directing nom, but you know, sound, um, you know, the visuals. I'll I'll pencil in uh, score as my uh, pick. I would say maybe um, maybe just set des- or scenic design or uh, or just production design. Uh, I could see just like the the moon stuff. I, I actually did think the the rover chase on the moon was pretty cool. So in general, yeah, that was cool. I thought we'd see more of that. Yeah, a lot of the internal space station stuff was pretty rad. So I'll I'll go with I'll go with that. Uh, uh, at Astra or Interstellar, which would you rather see? Neither. No, okay. I Ad Astra for sure. I didn't like Interstellar. You didn't like it? Yeah. I don't think I'll go back to see Ad, Ad, Ad uh, Ass Astra. <laughs> ass Ad. Sad Brad and Ad. Sad Brad shows his ass in Ad Astra. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know why? You, you know why Tommy Lee Jones couldn't find life from you, uh, Neptune? Because uh, he couldn't get couldn't see around Uranus. <laughs> so sorry. Maybe that would have worked better if I didn't. Poo poo caca fumbled the whole goddamn thing through. <laughs> poo poo caca mouth. But anyway. um, yeah, my my review of this movie is uh is like uh, Timely Jones and the Fugitive, where uh, Harrison Ford goes, "I didn't kill my wife," and he goes, "I don't care." I don't care. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I I did like uh, I'm gonna go see it again in IMAX because I feel like I missed out by not doing it. What? Yeah, I didn't see it in IMAX either, but I really did think that my experience watching First Man was heightened by that. So I just the, – the IMAX times were really weird. And you know me. I make my decisions around convenience of theater sure. times. So I just went standard on this one. All right. Well, the first decent movie worth talking about since Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, Ass Astra. Give it a shot. Yeah, Ad Astra. Ass, ass, Brad's. <laughs> um I think uh, it's worth a sh- worth a shot. You know, it's it's definitely um, it had me thinking about it for a while, and I'm still kind of needling with some of the stuff it brings up. I think it's cool. Brad Pitt's just awesome to look at for the chicks in your life. They'll want to go. Yeah. Uh, it's e- it's either that or uh, Downton Abbey. So yeah. uh, humans, we're all uh, we've got. Yeah. Um, well, let's move on to the big show. 
Uh, South Park premieres tomorrow night. What are your expectations? Are you looking forward to it? Uh, I am. I'm very excited. I also am trying to temper expectations because every year I come in with really high expectations, and we always get an episode or two which are just which yeah, are pretty they... great, and then there's and then it it, it loses steam. So you know. I, I'm just kind of expecting that to happen. Well, it loses. Well, I don't know because last year I thought was great. I thought last season they really got back to form with the whole man bear pig two parter with the Al Gore, bringing that full circle. Well, well, because this they usually start off with a solid B episode, then it starts to ramp up and then it kind of falls off. But I mean, um, have you seen the little preview so far? So we got uh, we got ice ice agents coming into the Brofloski house to take out, you know, the illegal Canadians mm-hmm. while uh, Cartman looks on. Um, but then in the little preview, they're, they're talking about the the title is called Mexican Joker. Yeah, so it's um, like Randy as the Joker or something. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think reminds me of the Shining episode where... Stan! Stan! Blockbuster. Yeah, so maybe we could see him as you know almost like a, a taxi driver sort of character. God, um, such as... a such an amazing piece of allegory. Just him in this abandoned blockbuster. No one wants to uh-huh. run movies. He's losing his <laughs> mind. <laughs> yeah, that was, that's one of the greats. Yeah. Um, but other than that, we don't really know anything except I've read a few interviews where uh, Matt and Trey they're like. You know, every year we kind of get down, we do the outlines, and, uh, you know, we kind of don't really know where it's going. And But but this year, apparently, uh, while they were kind of coming up with the outlines of uh, the shows going forward, the hardest they've laughed uh, in quite a while. Okay. So take that for what it's worth, but if they're making themselves laugh, I think I'm going to be on board. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it must be really hard for them to make themselves laugh at this point. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So or maybe not. Me and you giggle our own, our, at our own shit all the time. So maybe it's maybe you just know how to cut your buddy up. We haven't had a real gut buster like uh, I had like in a while. Let me call you. Let me call you right away. Have you seen the episode? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, there's been some good moments. There's been you know the uh, the like uh, the Andrew Dice Clay esque material mm-hmm. that um, uh, Mrs. <laughs> Garrison or uh, President Garrison. Yeah, President Garrison was doing that. Uh, but we haven't really had a uh, Fagots. Yeah. <laughs> or like a Dr. Pal. Or a, uh, yeah. yeah. Or, or a Freeze. Freeze. Yeah, we haven't, had a, we haven't had a real gut buster in a while. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping this year, you know, there's hope. As, as long as we get more uh, of, that, of that chief character... Um, they're Harrison Yates. Uh, 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 Harrison, Harrison Yates. Yates. Actually, no, they gave us quite a bit uh, with uh, with the Red Dead Redemption last season. Oh yeah, Red. Ah, yeah. Harrison Yates. Oh, I've started my own save game. Yeah. And then she passes where he's up because he's working too hard on his case. <laughs> yeah. oh, I've got millions of dollars of my own and you my own game. You won't share your life with me. Yeah. He's like, no, I won't <laughs> get your own life. <laughs> Oh, come on. You know how, how long I've worked. I've spent all this time. I just wanted to come home and play. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> oh, Harrison. Well, and then so me and you took the little – they've got this SP and me thing they're running where it's like uh, you fill out a questionnaire and find out what percentage of South Park characters you are. 
funny enough, uh, I was about 49% Terrence, and you clocked, uh, what, a 25% of Philip. 25% Philip. Terrence and Philip, there you are. Yeah. It's an accurate quiz. <laughs> I, I loved how I was I, – I, it was actually pretty – Pretty accurate, I felt, because you got forty nine percent tell Terrence, just you know, fart humor kind of charismatic person, and you got twenty five percent the woodland critters, like these dark fucked up. Um, uh, oh hi, oh hi, Stan. Oh the Antichrist. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. and then yeah, a little bit, a little bit of Carmen, a little bit of some, you know, Mister Tweak. <laughs> um, it was kind of funny. I don't know. Yeah. Did you did you relate to the? I mean, pie chart? I my uh my, my pie chart was weird. I got a lot of just sub characters like this one of the girls and in, in the group uh i've got i've got the mother uh chef's mom from the 350 oh god yeah yeah i've got i've, I've got <laughs> i need about 350 i've got two of the girls and then i've got the bully with the backward hat so yeah it's just kind of a weird <laughs> oh the, what the uh the guy who uh the um oh that's guy <laughs> yeah that that's guy, guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, well, Chef's mom, I get a little bit because uh, whenever I call you, you're like, "Ha, ah, what? The the city is so loud." Yeah, <laughs> it is so loud. It's like, do I have to hear a police siren every day? But like with, with the woodland critters, it's twenty five percent of my supposed personality, but it's completely unexplained. So, I, I, what, what what aspect of those antichrist? Um, Satanist, <laughs> or uh, the 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 critters who first meet uh, Kurt Douglas on the other side of the uh... yeah. Like, oh oh, they're little the little the little oh they're nice. Oh hi oh hi little bear. Oh. They're raping me. They're raping me, and it hurts. <laughs> and it hurts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As it would. Yeah, would hurt. So. Uh, well, cool. We we got that to look forward to, and yeah. uh, uh, it'd be fun to do like almost like a live stream, like uh, just kind of record an episode while we're watching the show. We could try that um, experiment at some point. Yeah, why not? Uh, might not be worth putting up, but we could try it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, just to polish it off, uh, something worth uh, giving it a stream, Bob. Give it a stream. Um, give it a stream. Stream. <laughs> That, 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 right, that, that'll be the stream. stream. <laughs> that'll be the uh, the the jingle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So uh, the the mind explained on Netflix um, seems to be fairly popular on the queue. I love but, it. Uh, yeah, it was interesting. The little twenty minute bits. Um, Perfect for drinking you know. your coffee. You know, I, I've already burned through all of the comedians and cars getting coffee, which is my Saturday and Sunday. Uh, you know, getting my hotter upper and. A little yeah, and, it, it, and if and if you don't have uh, the new episode of the latest to listen to, uh, yeah, <laughs> while you're drinking, you know, yeah. throw on uh, <laughs> Greg, yeah, the nice, latest starring nice Greg little... Ott and featuring yeah. Matt Hayes, one of the episodes. Yeah, uh, it, my personal humble opinion, the uh, the the best. Um, he's a murderer. Uh, Delivery uh, intonation. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so the mind is a series of. I, would you call them documentary or basically just yeah info? yeah shorts short yeah like like documentary shorts yeah. twenty minutes long narrated by um, Emma Stone mm-hmm. and yeah they I well I first heard about this I was at a birthday party and one of my friends was talking about the psychedelics episode and I don't know how we got on the topic oh, cool. but he was a guy that you know definitely would talk to you about psychedelics and he was like they explain it like you know. Uh, 
you've got grooves. So when you drink or you do drugs, you know, your brain always goes through these grooves. But when you do psychedelics, it's like fresh snow and you don't know where your your sled's going to take you or something. And he was explaining it to me. And I was like, well, whatever, man. But then I, I, I you know, it, I, I started up my Netflix and it just started playing me a preview for one of the other ones, which was on memory. I was like, oh, this is, there's a lot of stuff on here, not just psychedelics. And so I just started watching them and, and it's such an easy watch. And it, it's not anything that you want to be kind of having on in the background or be on your phone with. I think you kind of have to be engaged with it. But yeah, you want to pay attention. They're really sure. insightful. And I've brought it up casually in conversation, a little bit like how that guy did at the birthday party. I've brought it up multiple times, just, oh, this, this thing about your memory and, and this there was this case study where this guy had a piece removed for epilepsy and it's the piece that connects all your memory together. And then, and then there's another one on dreams and then there's another one on anxiety and it just kind of has been coming up in my casual conversations, but I really, I almost kind of want to go back and rewatch some of them again, but I, I've really yeah. been enjoying them. How about yourself? I loved uh, the, the dream analysis guy is like, I can't tell you every party where I tell people what I do, they, they tell me, oh, my God, I had the most amazing dream. And then tell me some all these shitty dreams. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the dreams this are stupid. <laughs> I know. They are stupid. Um, but, yes, yeah, so you got memory, dreams, anxiety, psychedelics. Uh, mindfulness was kind of cool. Mm -hmm. I, I oh, dabbled in that a little was bit. Was that the meditation? Yeah, yeah. Kind of like talking about monks and uh, just like how brain waves function differently when you're meditating. And the memory one was crazy. Like, like how people – we're able to design a story. Yes. You uh, make a or, storyboard and then the letters make like a, okay. So like six, uh, four, seven looks like bag to this lady. So she's like, okay, a bag. I'm thinking about an old decrepit man getting his guts ripped out into a bag. And that's out by the yeah, steps crazy. of my favorite store. And you kind of create this storyboard and, and cause humans react more to, emotion and they act, act react more to grotesque uh, imagery so if you can create a story based on, around the numbers then you're going to remember it better yeah i thought that was really interesting yeah that was insane yeah the, the, the competitive memory in general was was really interesting well yeah the psychedelics is interesting like uh, i i've recently been talking about it with people that have done you know mushrooms and dropped acid and all this stuff and you know it, it comes up in mad men where they have like that guide and uh, what DMT with um, uh, ayahuasca, where you know it's like a shaman and you're shitting and pissing and throwing up all over yourself, but you're having like this amazing trip. Uh, it, it's 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 something that I'm definitely curious, but haven't really been uh, uh, exposed to whatsoever. Um, a friend of mine who I went to Boise with to go to Yellowstone, he's like, "Hey, do you want to drop acid when we're in the woods?" And I was like, "I don't know, man." Like. We're gonna be in grizzly territory. We ha we have to have bear spray. Like I, I think we probably want to have our wits about us. Yeah. What if you get the um, woodland critter Christmas that comes over? <laughs> yeah, but, but, yeah, maybe that my person. Ah! Yeah. If I drop acid, then I turn into uh, the, uh Barry the bear. Barry and I start raping everyone. <laughs> uh, bringing back the Antichrist <laughs> around the campfire. Um. Yeah. But and then, so what's cool about this show is that it. it I um. It was a docu series uh, back like last year, and they had uh, a bunch of these. Um, it's like like there's one on the stock market. There's one on like um, uh, like uh, I 
can't think of any of the other ones right now. But there's there's like twenty episodes, and they're all narrated they're narrated <laughs> narrated by different people other than Emma Stone. Oh, there's one like a racial pay gap, slavery, um, and they're all kind of and then money. It's just it, they're all interesting little twenty minute things. Yeah, yeah, you and I don't know. It's 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 nice to give yourself a little party fodder you know it's nice to have something and a lot of the times it's relevant it's something that gives you a a little nugget you it's 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 a great watch while you're eating your cheerios and sucking down your morning joe you know you go on yeah little yeah they're they're fascinating little mind workout uh definitely give it a stream give it a nice Uh, little stream stream uh, cool. Anything else on the radar the, that you're gonna be watching? So coming up here, outside of South Park, I, I'm getting into Succession. I'm trying to get through some of those. I know the Joker movie comes out very soon. I'll probably check that out. El Camino, the new Breaking Bad movie, is coming out on Netflix on the 11th. So. Oh yeah, and then we got the Irishman soon. Yeah, right? yeah. So before before a lot of this stuff starts to pop off uh, i'm going to to dig into just some some casual fan stuff but how are, how are you liking succession it's good it's good what's your opinion of kieran culkin uh i don't really have an opinion i, I saw him on broadway oh, do you... uh doing this this is our youth oh you haven't seen have you not watched succession no i haven't oh, okay it's a good show but kieran culkin rubs me the wrong way i'll just say it like that yeah but yeah, Brian Cox is, is fantastic in it. Very. What about? It's the next big show, the gem- I think. Huh? What about the uh, the gemstones? Oh yeah, the gemstones. I've been watching that too. K motherfucking P. Uh, it's the it's Jody Hill and Danny McBride, and I think as we go along with them and their in their new projects, I think they progressively get less funny. But I still am enjoying it, and they've got your boy Walton Goggins on there. So yeah. fucking Goggins. My, yeah, my, uh, Fucking little baby um, Billy, uh, he actually might be my favorite <laughs> character on the show. But yeah, I just I, I'm not. He was really my li- favorite character on um, Vice, Vice Principles. Principles. Yeah, I still liked KP in that one, but fucking Snodgrass. But I I uh, have been called Baby Goggins a few times. Well, and he's my, he's uh, playing somebody called father. Little Baby Little Baby Billy. So, oh, that's great. Yeah, I've been I've been I've been enjoying it, but I'm not laughing nearly as hard as what I used to during Kenny Powers. Yeah, just a lot of diminishing returns with uh, that whole team, I feel like. They're getting creative. They're trying new things. I, I get it, but I don't know. I, I, I'm not the whole fake messiah or fake prophet stuff. Yeah, like, I, I, I can't. Big church, I, I really don't care about. I can't stand even that topic. I like whether it's parody or you know or not. I just that big business church. I just call yeah. It who cares? But they they are kind of doing some stuff with with blackmail and it's getting into very very dark seedy area, which is which is fun. I really feel like they're misusing John Goodman so far. I I I'm not finding a lot of the people who I I really like that I think are funny. I'm not finding them funny on the show, but for some reason I'm still engaged. Cool. Yeah, I, I might join you on Succession. Everyone's been telling me it's like you know the new number one show. Um, I, yeah, it's the next big thing, man. Get with it. I just haven't. I I didn't want to get into like the world of like a greedy family. You know, just again. Yeah, I guess 
both of HBO's big shows right now, Righteous Gemstones and Succession, are both greedy families. Yeah, it's just uh, I, w- rich patriarch and then little shitty kids trying to get at the cash. Yeah, which is why something like you know The Mind Explained is kind of refreshing. Or, or going back and watching like something like Moneyball or just yeah. you know it's uh, other versions of Trump or just evil people. It's <clears throat> it's a tough hang. <clears throat> But anyway, uh, I'm yeah. sure it's worth watching. But uh, yeah, let's cut it there and uh, let's get ready for South Park. We'll uh, bust let's out. Fucking some... cut it. Yeah, cut let's it, settle print in. It. Buckle up. Buckle up, buckaroos. Buckle up, buckaroos. I'll see you in a couple days. Yeah, man. Excited. Talk to you soon. Bye. Don't forget to like and subscribe, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. I could stay awake just to hear. Watch you smile while you are sleeping While you're far away and dreaming I could spend my life in this sweet surrender I could stay lost in this moment <laughs>